on the heels of the Feast of the Transfiguration that we celebrated this past Friday, I borrow a quote from St. Peter on the top of Mount Tabor. Lord, it is good for us to be here. It is good for us to be here to celebrate Sister Carol Ann Hofer in thanksgiving for her perpetual vows as a Franciscan sister of perpetual adoration. I'd like to start by having Sister come forward uh, for a blessing. Let us pray. God, our Father, you have blessed the Church by raising up outstanding men and women to live out the evangelical counsels of poverty, chastity, and obedience for the kingdom of God. We give thanks that Sister Carol Ann has heard and responded to your call, consecrating herself in your service. In her life as a sister of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration, we ask that you bless her as she lives out the charism of her community, combining the contemplative life and the action of faith and adoration, prayer, and the works of mercy. May she always know of the prayers and support of her family and faith in this parish community, and may your blessing and our encouragement be a source of guidance and strength always. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Once again, let's congratulate our sister. In addition to celebrating Sister Carol Ann, I want to acknowledge her parents, Ray and Geisha Hofer, today and thank them for her vocation, as well as sister's sister, Caitlin, and her Lutheran brother, or boyfriend, Philip, who has come and prayed more Catholic prayers this week than he ever wanted to pray. What a trooper. We welcome Sister Caroline's extended family and friends. We welcome Fathers Gartland, Varghese, Pitan, and Aaron, as well as a contingent of sisters from the mother house of the Franciscan Sisters of Perpetual Adoration in Mishawaka who have joined us. Welcome, sisters. We welcome Sister Mary Killerine and Sister Mary Margaret, Sister Caroline's grade school principal and teacher from the Sisters of Notre Dame who join in this celebration. We also welcome our Dominican sisters on this feast of St. Dominic, no less. Happy feast day, sisters. Sister, go ahead. I've started to lose count. Sister Caroline is either the 18th or the 19th. I was going to count beforehand, ran out of time. Either the 18th or 19th young person from our parish in the last 16 years who has made perpetual vows or who has been ordained to the priesthood. Combined with those in formation, including a new Dominican and a new diocesan seminarian this year, Jesus has commissioned these sons and daughters of his from our parish to go forth the world over. In addition to our diocese and across the state of Indiana, they are missioned in Colorado, Missouri, Minnesota, Illinois, Washington, D.C., New York, Tennessee, and as far away as Guam. 
When we secured this date, I flipped through my lectionary to see which readings that we would share today as we celebrate Sister Carol Ann. My seminary training leads me to an important homiletic moment like this, to the practice of Lexio Divina. Lexio Divina helps Christians become intimately immersed in Scripture by prayerfully reading a passage slowly, multiple times, giving God the chance to speak to us in our own day. St. Benedict brought Lexio Divina to his monks in the 4th century, and I learned from their Benedictine successors at St. Mindred Seminary. St. Ignatius of Loyola took Lexio Divina further in the 16th century, encouraging his brothers and retreatants to encounter Jesus literally in the stories that our faith develops as we live into a scriptural passage that we become participants in heart, mind, sense, imagination, spirit, and body. Our gospel reading and our celebration today push me back a few verses. It works best for me to arrive on the scene hungry, frankly, as the sun is setting And I'm having buyer's remorse. You idiot, I think to myself, as I'm standing among 5,000 of the curious as the rabbi preaches. Once again, I didn't think this through as I foolishly followed when I heard the commotion on the northwest shore of the Sea of Galilee. But this voice and his teachings were mesmerizing and spellbinding. I had to go. We all had to go. As I contemplate the story, Jesus is naturally speaking with a Galilean dialect of Aramaic that I can't understand. And his dialect is understood pejoratively by many in the crowd. This preacher is from the sticks, from a, high, from a hick region of little significance in the Holy Land. I see my ever-practical mother of six in my mind, now Jewish, I love that, rolling her eyes and pointing her finger at her third child, me for not being Boy Scout prepared, no cash, no food, no change of clothes, and no place to stay. Oy vey, she would say. The rabbi's apostles organize the crowd in groups of 50 and tell us to sit in unmanicured grass. God only knows why. But after a few exchanges between his apostles and a boy in the crowd who has a basket seemingly of food, The rabbi prays over it and then starts distributing it. Naturally, because I am kin to Goliath, I sit in the back, always courteous of the bitter hobbits that complain if I stand and block the view of the rabbi. Down in front, they would say, bad decision, as my chances of getting food now are zero and I'm starting to get hangry. But amazingly, in this windswept territory by the lake, we all get food, great food, out of that basket. The feeding of the 5,000-plus people. The wind seems calmer now and soothing as the sun sets and Jesus has gained gold metal street cred, but vanishes by the sea. His apostles, many of them fishermen, get into the boats without explanation in search of that rabbi late in the evening. They leave. What kind of operation is this, I grumble? Where's the directions? The rest, the rest of us head out by boat in the morning and cross the sea. Hardly 
Having slept under the stars, I'm cranky. I need a bath. If I drank coffee, I would have a pot. I feel my skin baking in the hot morning sun as the jostling of the boat is making me green. On a hunch, we make our way to Jesus' hometown, home base, that is. Rumor has it, it's Capernaum. But let's be honest, it's just about the food. Good food, free food. We want more of it. Our hunch is verified. There he is, standing, beginning to preach in Capernaum as we row in. I still don't understand the Aramaic, but I understand the body language of the naysayers in the crowd, arms crossed and shifting their weight as they fan themselves, swat bugs, and shade their eyes with their hands, waiting for what comes next. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to guess what they're saying. Impress us, Rabbi. Earn us. The Lord takes them to task. He's not a circus animal. Tensions ensue and small talk diminishes. The silence is sharp. Even nature obeys him. The rabbi takes a deep breath in my contemplation and prayer. He has something to say and everything to lose as he exposes his heart to such a large, harsh crowd. But he proceeded by the biblical equivalent of a three-star Michelin meal. Their bellies are full. If they will ever be receptive, it's now. Miraculously, I begin to understand when the rabbi speaks. But that sermon, oh boy, not many understand. A swing and a miss, as many modern preachers sometimes say. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate men in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. That unstable crowd that came for the food, they're not having it. Cynical smiles sprout as their eyes dart to one another as they begin to chuckle. Is he kidding? Is this a joke? The ringleaders start to mumble. They're annoyed. Came down from heaven, did you? No, you're the son of Joseph and Mary. Eat your flesh and drink your blood, will we? Nothing symbolic in that statement, which means you're a freak. I'm out, says one. Me too, says another. Others follow. Lots of others follow. The soothing breeze from last night becomes harsh again. The party is over. Moving ahead to the end of the sermon, the gathered body, once rich with aspirants, is now a skeleton crew, a faithful remnant, as we say, when Jesus asks, do you also want to leave? In my contemplation, Simon Peter nervously whispers, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. Right? Oh boy, again. Suddenly I get it. Knowing what I know now, I'm kind of panicked in my Lexio meditation. That is, where was I landing when Jesus built the case for his enduring Eucharistic presence among us? that he would give us his very body and blood as nourishment for the journey. With the cynics who walked out, or would I have stayed? It's a haunting question some 2,000 years later. 
In my spiritual weakness, I pause. I scan the crowd for support and credibility in Capernaum before I commit safety in numbers, you know. Those apostles, I don't know, kind of a rough crowd. But as I cross 2,000 years of church history, when Jesus asks, do you also want to leave? I see the modern-day remnant of this church in this church this afternoon who stand resolutely with the Lord. I see the smiling face of Sister Carol Ann Ofer and her many sisters who devote themselves to adoring the rabbi whose name is Jesus, perpetually, as they say. They stand with him, come what may, and they give me confidence to stand with them as well. I pray to their foundress, Blessed Maria Theresia, and she reaffirmed, oh yes, he leads and we follow. Their adoring conviction brings others to kneel before the Lord. Nothing complicated, but perpetually devoted. And of course, Sister Carol Ann's family is there, as they always have been, as they have formed her throughout the life. Geisha, is, her mother, is crying. Again. Oh yes, they make it easier to stay when others leave and taunt those who stay as they walk away. For is it, it is a countercultural life to don a medieval habit and follow the Lord in 2021. So thank you, Sister Carol Ann. You fortify our yeses by yours, which is why we love and respect you so much. This is not to say your walk will be perfect in the years ahead. You will have Elijah days when you are face first in the sand. And hopefully one of God's messengers in this church will return the favor and order you to get up and eat. And else the journey will be too long for you. Yes, in the new covenant of Jesus Christ, we know that we must eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood as we walk to the mountain of God, eternity with him. He will provide it at this altar of sacrifice, at this mass of thanksgiving, in just a few minutes, reminding us and sister that we are never alone. So may God bless you, sister, and your fellow adoring sisters, and may God bless our community from whence you come. Amen. Sister asked for just a few minutes to say something uh, at this Mass, so I said, absolutely. And I always like to them, people to come up and say something when everyone's seated. So, Sister, if you'd like to come forward for just a moment. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you all. I, um, our vocation we receive in our baptism uh, tomorrow's my 35th anniversary of my baptism, which is such a gift. Um, I'll be forever grateful for that. But like a seed, our vocation has to be nourished for it to grow and bear fruit. And uh, I mean, as Father so eloquently said, my vocation grew its roots in the soil of my family and received light through prayer and the sacraments. Um, I received almost all of my sacraments here in this parish. Um, but it was watered by the example and witness of this faith community. And um, so many of you are here today that have been part of my journey, and all of you have been part of my vocation through your witness and prayers. 
Um, in this community, I learned my faith, I grew in virtue, and was called forth to greatness. And the example of so many of you, especially the fidelity of our parish to perpetual adoration, has been such a gift for me. I uh, was struck when Father said all of those vocations have come in the last 16 years, and we opened our perpetual adoration chapel almost 20 years ago, I believe. So you can definitely see that the fruit that has come from that. So um, thank you, and please continue to pray for me for perseverance in my vocation, and um, I will be praying for all of you every day. Thank you.